0: Thank mm-hmm. Welcome to a queer alien blast episode 43 where we talk about the third episode of the fourth season of roswell new mexico a show where the pacing doesn't make any sense and at least one character is always out of character so let's go ahead and get started this week it's liz and michael so can't wait to, to dive into that um as usual we'll start with liz and max um there's really no I forgot how hard it is to talk about this show because it's all over the place. It's hard to talk about in an organized fashion. So we're going to keep it in about the same way we always do, starting with Liz and Max. Uh, I didn't appreciate Max in a tight shirt, short shirt in the beginning of the episode because I don't like him. Stop making me drool over him if I don't like him on a personal level. That is not important at all, but it did feel important enough to mention. That was a nice scene. If he didn't talk and it's on mute, it was a good one.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, he was nice to look at, but it was just like the last episode and this one just reminded me just how much I hate him. Just He's just terrible. And I can't believe that he's like the protagonist of our show. Well, we went back in time with this episode. We got
0: season one max, um, which is not what I was expecting. So my thoughts were a little bit all over the place I continue to like Max and Cam. I continue to like this sort of like bro, you know, detective work together. I still think it works really well, but I'm confused a little bit about his treatment of other people that I thought we had moved past, especially with Michael. You know, I, all of a sudden his powers are different and we didn't really know that before. Like we're, it was a very weird plot development, but also there were characterizations that, we kind of went backwards with. So I'm confused who Max is at this point. Still convinced he might be Jones, but whatever.
2: Yes. I thought about that as well, especially with the reveal at the end. But um but yeah, it was very weird. It's been very weird in the past couple of episodes, how is treated Michael, Colin Garion. Uh, I mean, I guess. I don't know if they've ever really evolved from where they were in season one in terms of how Max treats Michael. Um, I think Michael has moved past um, a lot of his issues with Max and his issues in general, you know, he's, he's worked through a lot of those. And so I think he's a bit more confident about, you know, in, in, in himself um, when it he, he comes to interacting with Max, I guess. Uh, if that makes sense but um i think yeah max was very very much the max that we saw in like early season one in especially in the first group scene um he talks over michael he dismisses michael um the the part that i liked that was different it is that kind of everyone was uncomfortable um uh, when max did that um I wish someone had stepped in as he was doing that, but also at that point it would have been like Michael doesn't need protecting you know. He, you know, he can handle himself. But um I'm glad Liz went and talked to Max after that. And it was like,
0: yeah, you, know, you maybe it was a bit rough, you know. See, I think I'm disappointed that no one said anything at that moment because it's not even about Michael. It's now yeah. Max has dismissed Dallas for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max has you know, treated a not so like shit, although she's not there. So it's hard, you know, it's not like everyone would know that. And, and this is the kind of Max that we've seen dominating the conversation, not listening to anyone else. It's his way or the highway. And I think what pissed me off most about the episode is that Liz was just fine with it. Like she went to him, she did say something about Michael, but I feel like the reason, some of the reason that Liz felt out of character, especially at the end of the episode, which we'll spend some time on, but I just... That whole group scene was a weird vibe. Like everyone was just sort of submitting to Max in a way that I we haven't seen in a long time. And I think that we had moved past for most of the characters.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was watching that scene and I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, after everything that happened last season, with you know, Max not being who he thought he was, not being the savior or whatever. Now we have this triad that he's not a part of, and and all of that. I was like sitting there, like when. Did we go back to Max being the boss of everyone?
0: And maybe that's Is a way to regain have- control because he's not part of the triad. Right. Maybe that's his way of like, although they haven't brought that up again, but you know, maybe that's the underlying. I agree, it's weird.
2: Yeah, especially because now that you mentioned it, uh, it's not like Michael and Isabel and Dallas are being like, like a single kind of group, you know, they're not trying to be like, this is our idea. It's just Michael as, you know, a single unit saying something. So it's not like they're backing him up anyway. anyway. So um, Max is really just reacting to single people, not agreeing with him. Um, I think, you know, he dismisses Isabel as well, usually. he does have the little moment with her after, which felt very weird after how that scene went. Because he just literally talked over everybody else. And it was like, yeah, how is it going with, some, with your girlfriend who I just threatened last episode? You know, it was very weird.
0: And I try to be understanding because as far as, you know, I is the one similarity that I share with Max would be dominating conversations and groups of people. Like, I get it. That's just my personality, but I think there's something about like a straight white dude doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where it's, he's like dismissive of, of so many people, like people of color or women of color specifically. And then, you know, queer people. And it's just like, you know, shut the fuck up and sit down and nobody cares. You're a cop. Yeah, I don't give a shit what you say. And I think some of that is my own projections on to Max. I'm, I don't think that's what the show is saying at all. And I, But I think we're so far gone now with his characterization that there's no coming back from it for me, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I also think it's just the way he does it. You know, it's one thing to just be the one who's always talking, you know. Um, and it's another thing to, you know, look like you're the one who thinks he knows everything and he knows the way to go. And he is not, he he doesn't make himself available to listening to other people's opinion, which is what he's doing. Um, And with other people, it, it might just be like a personality thing and saying, you know, I talk a lot and I, you know, I don't, maybe don't have a filter or something, you know, I think, I don't know. I think those are two separate things and, what Max does just wraps him in the the wrong way, you know?
1: Well, because there's a difference between listening to what everybody else has to say and actually valuing their opinions. You know, Max may be hearing what Michael is saying, what what anybody else in the group is saying, but he's not actually like taking it to heart. He's still going to, you know, plow through and do what he thinks is best, which season one, Max, that made sense, but we're three seasons on now. And he's, somehow regressed back to the first season Max and it's infuriating.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, especially I do appreciate Liz going to, to Max to say like, you know, Michael had a good idea. You know, I'm not sure why you're not listening to him. Could it have been a little bit more, with a little more oomph behind it maybe, but you know, at least we have that, but you would think after dating Liz for so long, Some of that would rub off on him, but I guess not, you know, at at least we've got that. At least Liz goes to him and says, and, and, you know, eventually he does listen to Michael and and lets Michael do the original plan, which clearly I think is going to, I think is going to work obviously, you know, I think it was a good idea, but Max's need for control, which I hope, I hope is intentional. I hope it's going to lead somewhere.
2: Yeah. And it, what's funny is even when he does agree to Michael's plan, he still doesn't want to do it. Like you can you can see him being like, this is not my plan, so I don't really want to be here, um, which is ext- like extremely frustrating. And at the same time. I'm like, yeah, it's Max.
0: I mean, what do
2: I expect? from?" Right, Max, exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> All right. So a natural progression for Max is to talk a little bit about Liz. Um, there. Liz was just sort of there for most of the episode. I mean, you know, the end is the one I really want to talk about. But so we've talked about, you know, Liz kind of coming in and defending Michael. the scene with Shivani was was you know interesting that she knows about aliens. You know, it's always it's always I think it's always a um, a good step forward when someone knows about aliens, right? Like there's not somebody else that's not in the fold. We, you know, we, we've we've an interesting turn but man oh man I don't know who this woman is but it is not Liz Orteco especially the end of the episode like you know she's with Shivani I'm glad that she doesn't like immediately agree like oh yeah there's definitely aliens you know she's definitely holding something back but I don't know she didn't feel like herself at all at any point
1: if the Liz I keep I hate that we keep saying like back in the past seasons but like Earlier, Liz, if she had gotten a text message from somebody that said, we think that we found alien tissue, she would uh, and then been like, eh, I'm going to sit on the couch and make out with my boyfriend. Absolutely not.
0: That's not even work-life balance, right? That's just ignoring something that is very important to everyone that she loves, knows and loves, right? Like there's a difference between not letting work take over your life. And I get that in that instance, I think you can get up off the couch and you can kind of of go explore and figure out what that means, right? Like, that's what the part where I was like, what is happening here? Like, I get she's trying to figure out and and wants to build a life with Max, but I, just putting her phone down and then missing a call from Kyle and just being completely cut off from everyone else and she doesn't seem to care. How's she going to
1: build a life with Max if somebody's out here trying to, like, out them as aliens the whole world that's not liz it's just not yeah
2: i think i hope uh, i hope part of the point is that she really hasn't found that work-life balance yet um or at least the the thing the um the fact that she thinks she has is wrong you know she really hasn't it's really not working um and and the other thing that I wanted to say is that I really did, like, in this moment when you started talking about Liz in the episode, I was like, I do not remember what she does in the episode. Like she, like you said, she really was just there for most of the episode, which is fine for, some, I mean, it's, it's fine. She can't really be the center like of that. attention. Yeah. Um, she can't really be the center of attention the whole time, but um, she's the main character, you know? So... I think a point has, you know, character has to make a point, kind of like,
0: um, I don't know, I, you, you know, it was weird. I'm just, I'm trying to, it's the, all about the visual, right? Like we have Liz, who is one of the most motivated career women in this show, and having her decline to do something that's important to hang out with her boyfriend. I don't know obviously and obviously i think the show was you know painting it as this is weird this isn't the liz we know hopefully that's hopefully the plan but that's i I just i paused it at that moment and i was like i don't know what i just saw but let's just hope that that's not something that they're you know they're pushing because i mean if this show ends and liz is like walking away from science to be with max I mean, I'll throw my TV in the dumpster. Like, that. what a horrible, that, like, surely not, Can you right?
2: imagine that, that being the last point the show
1: makes after four seasons of, like... That's, that's the sad thing, is I can't imagine that.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> um, so the part that sort of bridges everyone together in this episode... We don't have to really talk about them for too long because, again, I still say that there's not a lot of character development. It's the new aliens. And, you know, we're getting to know them a little bit, I guess, a little bit more. Bonnie more than Clyde. I hate calling them that. I need to know their actual names. But, um, you know, I I still think that they're boring. I still think Clyde is like an infuriating, bland, white dude. Um, The glimpses we got of Bonnie... I mean, it's fine. I don't, you know, she's not that intriguing by any means. I do the stuff with her and Michael was weird and and not in a weird because of who it was, but just because I think they're trying to get me to emotionally invested in Bonnie and that's not going to happen. So we're, we're, we're way past the ability to do that, I think. So I think that essentially they are just ways for us to see more things about the the characters that we know and love right like that's the whole point so i guess we can talk a little bit about we're bouncing around we're not even following the outline because at this point how can you i think that i think this ended up being a a, a very sort of weird michael centric part of the episode when it came to bonnie and who boy do i have things to say about michael garan in this episode so i you know the majority of it he's he's sort of trying to break through to Bonnie, and for so it's for a reason. It's not just he's trying to befriend her because he's a nice guy, but they it it's got some weird vibes. yeah it
2: <laughs> does. Sorry, Sarah. Um Bonnie, I think she's cute. I mean, she's just there, really. Um, Michael. I think it was a bit weird that he like generally just went up to her and was like, hey, you know,
0: you don't have to with, drink alone. Just, with like, the audacity is- to say, you know what I think is more helpful than than drinking? Talking. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Michael? Who the fuck are you? That's
1: the Michael Guerin way.
0: Yeah, and I was like, is that sarcastic? Like I mean, I, I assume, I'm guessing it's supposed to be over the top because he is acting. You know, I don't know that yeah. he really is. But in some ways he seems sincere he's like i see myself in bonnie and in other ways i'm like i don't think this is sincerity because you're coming off really weird yeah. to just walk up to someone randomly holding a guitar haven't why does that. he I, have a I, guitar for? at any point guys we've been watching the show four seasons in now or three and a half seasons in and we've never once seen him just carry a guitar around in episodes never once and all of a sudden, now he has it in the wild pony, and he just walks up to Bonnie and he says, "That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life." That's the that's the out of character part. Like, who are you? And he's talking about, you know, to Dallas saying, "Oh, that's something that old Michael would have done, sat at the bar drinking." Sadly, old Michael. So Michael
1: from last week, a week ago, yeah. two weeks ago. That's old Michael.
2: You know what? I thought now that you that you mentioned it the bit of the uh, of that scene at the beginning when he's with um with dallas that was very cute i, I want more of that oh you know it. just just them bonding and you know being friends and and you know that was very cute like more of that can we
1: just get more of that well, more of our' aliens
0: think about the acoustic guitar and the douchey hipster mustache right so <laughs> the, the uh, like visual that we're getting is that guy that comes to every college party who graduated college six years yeah. ago and he walks in with his guitar and like whiskey is now here's Wonderwall right like that yeah that yeah
2: <laughs> that was like, not Wonderwall that he played was it no he wasn't
0: no but it's but it's that vibe because and I think again I think some of that's intentional I think he's meant to be a little bit over the top with Bonnie I don't think he's necessarily trying to be sincere and and, you know because the way he's talking but it's a visual where I'm like I don't know this man this is not the man that I've been um, borderline obsessed with for this long it's
2: just Alex isn't there for like two seconds and he's like and he just turns into this (laughs)
0: douchebag
1: all I I know is if some generic white dude with that mustache and a guitar came up and sat next to me at a My bar. My reaction would be the same like, as Bonnie's. Leave like, me fuck
0: alone. I'm good. Leave me alone. I, I don't want them, any company. That's exactly what I would say. Like that was, I genuinely laughed out loud. She's like, I don't, what are you doing? Because that's exactly what she should have said.
1: Especially because there's nobody else at the bar. Like the wild pony has to be going out of business because nobody's ever there.
2: Or it's mm-hmm. like 2 p.m. or like weird moment like that where no should be no. drinking
0: but I then. think also it's I've waited for so long to have some callbacks about the music thing and and I am always going to be a little bit disappointed that this is who the show is choosing to have him open up again uh, you know about it with um you know like I didn't want the the callback to season one episode six when he got talked to Alex about entropy and his mind and all that I did not want it to be this random woman I don't know I wanted the callback to be Alex I wanted it to be or something like that you know so it was weird to watch it and I was like well that was a little bit of a letdown I, uh, he has an emotional support guitar now and this is yeah. weird
2: <laughs> and also like it did feel weird that he was just opening up to be like to a random woman like that you know um, right, like we've and, waited how long you know, for him to
0: open up to people, and this is who he's yeah. opening up to. That's the part that was weird.
2: Yeah, I can you know I can understand him him seeing himself in her in you know, in a way, um, and how she's behaving and all of that, which we got a little bit with him and Dallas for a different reason. Um, and it's just weird how quick it just and how music is how I do it. It's like, like oh Michael took like 10 years with the love of your life to say that well maybe not 10 years but like
0: and it's not even something we get while. to see it's not even yeah. something we get to see it's not even a part of his character really we know it he said it we don't get to see him playing music we don't get to see him experience it and so it's just another one of those like the eye roll that i experienced when he was uh, it, I don't know I, whatever it's fine it it, it didn't upset yeah. me in terms of like I watched the episode like oh man I hated that it was just very confusing
2: yeah I think if he if he was if we saw him play like not once a season but like every once in a while saw him play even like when he moved in, moved in with Alex the guitar was there but like if we saw them like play or have a moment like that um that would have made it less weird.
0: But it, yeah, it's so weird that he carries the just carries a guitar. <laughs> just whatever. Um, I do like Michael and Dallas teaming up, best friends for life, clearly. Um they're they do really well together. I am that's probably my favorite development of this season so far is that they've clear, they that they are clearly very close. We see them together, I think every episode now we've seen them have at least one scene together. Um, I do like that. I think that's a good balance. Michael has always needed someone like Dallas who, yes, has his own issues, but is a hell of a lot more, I don't know, in tune with himself or, you know, just at sort of at peace I think than Michael ever has been. So um, I'm, I'm a big
1: fan of that. I think that Dallas is the best post season one edition. I'm we'll make will jump does Jones came down because it's the same actor, but anyway, I think Dallas is one of the best additions they ever could have done. I loved every scene he was in. I'm glad that they don't have that weird flirty vibe with Maria anymore, um, for now, anyway. Ooh, but, I definitely um,
0: thought it was there.
1: It wasn't as- We'll as, talk, we'll as, talk as about it. We'll talk about as it. As it was in the first episode. That That's my thing. It wasn't so like pushing it in your face. Um, but I think that he, that actor has chemistry with- look, every cast member that he has scenes with and to have he's the most
0: beautiful man on the show. I'm so sorry, absolutely. is absolutely. I have a hard time concentrating about what he's talking about. And then when he and Maria were talking in their whole scene, I was just like, I don't know what in the fuck they're talking about. This is a lot of gorgeousness, like in one scene. So I, you know, I totally agree. Like he is, I, I wish that he could have been on the show longer. Like I'm sad we only get him for one full season and a few episodes because he's so good. He's such a good balance.
1: Did we have any explanation about what happened to his buddy? Nope. <laughs> I
0: think he nope. just moved back to LA. I assume, like, yeah. They I think, never gave like yeah, an explicit I assume just thing, went back. but- Yeah. Um, I still think that is a good, that would have been a good couple, but whatever, I'll let it go. Um, You know, the last thing that, there's still a couple more points about Michael, but it's something funny to me that Michael has become sort of this, like, rounder up of, like, lost boys and girls. Like, you know, he had that talk with, he's just become this, like, weird guiding light, which, who the fuck is, what is happening, like, Dallas, that whole conversation with Dallas last season, his whole thing with Bonnie this season. I'm like, he's not, it's so weird to see him as this sort of like guru. <laughs> he's still, lo- I mean, he's still working through some stuff. I don't think it's a bad thing by any means. It's just think back to like season one Michael and, you know, realizing that he's going to be the like go-to advice guy. Like what the fuck is that? Who, who is, what's happening? I love it.
2: You know what? I, if we'd had like, say, two three more season i would have loved for that to develop into michael just welcoming in like strays and like people he just finds that they don't have a family and just welcomes them into um his home and alex's home and that becomes them adopting you know uh children um which would have i think would have worked very well for them um but it's, it's a cute thing to see that he does oh, yeah. that. It just doesn't really
0: make any sense <laughs> where he is with his journey, you know? I think it makes sense in the sense of like, his life is so made up of like patchwork of people like Sanders and Dallas and Alex and all of that. But it's just so funny. The audacity for Michael Garan to give advice to other people about <laughs> what to do in their life. I'm okay, like, listen, the you don't shower regularly. Who-
2: <laughs> yes, you're dirty. um the, the the people who I find, you know, I find that I don't have like a lot of life experience or whatever, and I still find myself giving advice to people. Like I, it's, every time I give advice to people, I'm like, like I know something, you know. <laughs> it's just, and I think that's what it's doing. You know, it's just just fake it till you make it absolutely
0: and I I I love it and you know I I it's frustrating as I got with Michael being sort of out of character there were glimpses enough of of things that made sense like Michael bringing up the fact that he and Max he's always been the screw-up and Max has always been the cop it's not like he was so out of character that I didn't recognize him by any means I think it's just okay this is what it is Do you know those people that finally get in happy relationships and all of a sudden they know everything about relationships, right? So Michael is in a good place in his life for once and for the first time in a very long time. And now he's just like, let me show you how to improve your life. And I'm like, you're a fucking disaster. You're, you're doing great. I'm proud of you, but don't you dare. But it just always reminds me, especially it was like in high school and college, like smug people like let me tell you how to find the love of your life like i did i'm like fuck off you know so i it made me laugh more than anything just to have michael in this like weird role okay so i i think the most important part of the episode is isabel Anaza and kyle um which was the most infuriating part of the episode, but also I think is the most important. And I justice for Anatsa forever, forever and ever and ever. So we'll start with the line that started it all off for me. When they're in this group meeting and Isabel says she's handled Anatsa, this is your girlfriend. This is a woman that you claim to love and you are in front of everyone telling Max that you handled her. I'm going to tell you what, if my partner said that about me behind my back, I, there would be, there would be a death because that's like, how insulting is that? I know what she meant. And I know, you know, but no, absolutely not. And specifically
2: talking about getting into her head to make her believe
0: something that is not true, which is abuse. That's abuse. I'm I'm sorry. You, You can't, I'm not saying that Isabel is abusive. I, that's not what I'm saying, but you can't, you can't pick and choose when it's okay for Isabel to do that. If it's not okay for her to get in everybody else's head, then it is not okay for her to do it to Anantza. You do not invade someone's, how many times we have this conversation about Isabel and Noah or Isabel, whatever. You do not invade someone's body and mind that way. That is a violation. I know that her intentions were good. It's not about intentions. It's it's inappropriate. And here we are again.
2: I did, you know what? I did appreciate that she had later had that scene. It should have been her apologizing to Anath and explaining. And I, you know, I think Agreed. we got to a point. I don't care if it's fast. I think we got to a point that she should have just said the truth and that's it. But anyway, I did appreciate that she had the scene with Kyle where she seemed very conflicted and very, you know, she felt very guilty about what she did. And I do appreciate that. Um, and obviously I don't think she's on the level of, the, she's not Noah, you know, we know. No, she's of course not. not. That's you know,
0: not what I'm, yeah, no.
2: That's not what we're saying, obviously. But um, I'm glad that the show had that in and made made it clear that- Right, it would have made
0: me angry if she'd done it and then they never talked about it, you know, and they didn't have her feel guilty Great. about it. That was a nice yeah. addition.
1: Yeah. Because a surprising like, addition unfortunately. yeah I feel like I was so- surprised that that was there given we've never really gone in depth talking about Isabel and consent issues yeah um with this power it's never really been explored so yeah. when she said that and you know she felt how guilty she felt about what she had done I was like well at least one time in four seasons we're we're talking about it um
2: because she's she's talked about it before, um, but she never seemed she never s- seemed to feel guilty about it. You know, in season two, when she did the same with Rosa and with Arturo, um, people told her that it was wrong. You know, Liz told her, you know, well, not necessarily that it was wrong, just that maybe you might rethink that. Um, but she just did it anyway. So I'm glad that we got to a point where the show, if not Isabel herself, um, makes that clear, you know? Um,
0: yeah. I think what's always gonna, you know, really just get get in my crawl is that Isabel and Anantza could just be so good, right? Like, it's just, I liked, I did not like, the double date part we'll talk about here in a minute but I did like getting to see them together and how at ease they were together and, and this sort of chemistry that they have together. And it, if we didn't know from the beginning, it was going to be a doomed love triangle. It just could have been so good. And I think that that is, you know, it feels like they introduced a Nasa just, just to keep doing these things to her, to treat her like crap or to invade her mind or to keep her in the dark. And it's just, it's just, that's what makes me mad.
1: Well, and Feels okay. like they introduced Anatsa purely to for Kyle. I don't say for token, Kyle, but for but I don't want to. I I don't like the word token. But I feel like they they gave her as a love interest for Isabel to say, "Look, gave Isabel a girlfriend because it's gonna end with Kyle." Well, and,
0: and I don't, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in the sense of. We know we don't have to see Isabel with a woman to know that she is whatever her label is or whatever. I do think, unfortunately, the people that watch the show at large that are not part of fandom probably did need to visually see that or it wouldn't have impacted. But I don't think it was wise to make it someone who could have been important. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's the fact that it's a Nazi specifically that makes me mad. It could have just been like, isabel's version of like i don't know like steph or something you know what i mean like someone that clearly is just not important i don't know i think it doesn't bother me so much because i know why they did it i know why they gave her a girlfriend and i wanted that but yeah like what's the point we if the point was to get her with kyle i think there were other ways i think there were other ways to go about it speaking of kyle the world's um, the world's most uncomfortable double date. And I'm telling you right now, I don't handle secondhand embarrassment very well at all. There was some muting. There was some muting done during this because if possible, they made Steph 2.0 worse. She's worse. And I think that was on purpose, but I, the sound of her voice got me. I had to, I had to mute it. So I think, you know, Kyle going there, I don't know her name and I'm not, I don't guarantee to learn Steph 2.0 and Kyle go to this wine tasting and so to Isabel and Anatta. and of course you know they meet up and Isabel like a battering ram is like oh let's go on a double date because that's appropriate um I think it's wild to have Steph 2.0 involved in the bank robbery what (laughs) why okay she's in insurance of course of course she is of course she's involved in the bank robbery um, I think it was just w- a little bit more torture for t- Kyle. Poor Kyle.
2: I think Roswell doesn't really know how to have characters that don't, you know, that don't work as plot points um, just because they have, you know, this tendency to tell and not show and they have, you know, they don't have a lot of time. So they just tend to, whatever character is there has to have some meaning to the plot so they just kind of ram it in there you know they shove it in there and it doesn't necessarily work it doesn't necessarily um make sense at the end of the season but they just do it because they need to get that information in there um i think kyle was the best part of those scenes you know (laughs) just the best actor i think in there um or not necessarily the best actor, best acted character in there in those scenes. The other three, very awkward. I think not only Kyle's date, um, obviously the fact that Anasa is dragged in there just because Isabel wants to have a double date,
0: nobody else wants to. Um because Isabel is if Isabel's a lot more like Max than we than we talk about. Yeah. She was gonna yeah. get her way and take it over.
2: Yeah, and I even think, you know, I know what what Anatsa was was trying to do and I respect um, her job and all of it. Um, And I know what Isabel was trying to do. Uh, And I understand why. I think both of them were very over the top with it. Um, You know, Isabel was over the top in trying to get Anatsa to shut up and Anatsa was kind of i mean you know it's not really the place you know to have kind of a like an interrogation um and also just to just use the fact that this woman was clearly drunk um to get information which uh, is not really ethical you know <laughs> so Nobody's also, perfect. Obviously, you know, we're talking about someone who's just got mind meddled with by her girlfriend. So it's kind of like all a mess, but all the, the vibe of the whole thing was weird.
0: Also, how does one explain the phone flying away? Like you would think you would just have it fall into something on the yeah. table. It means nothing, but I mean, thankfully time, I they're all like, drunk. I guess, I guess. Um, you know, I think that obviously i the whole like i said the whole the whole scene was uncomfortable i I have no problem with anatsa you know trying to do whatever she can to get more information that's how she's been from day one that's not anything different you know that's part of her characterization um i think that the their little breakup was actually really was actually very emotional like anatsa and isabel it was very very sad um I really just don't love Kyle being Isabel's emotional support human because it's more pain for Kyle at every turn without any hint we know intellectually that it's going to be Isabel and Kyle and they're going to realize blah, blah blah blah. But so far in the show there's been no relief. He finally finds a woman who I mean she's boring as, you know, white paint drying, but it's he, he was having a good time and they can't let Kyle just have a good time which is unfortunate but um just let Kyle fuck please just let him fuck Jeez. i know let him let him have fun let him do something that is enjoyable you know him having to give advice to isabel about her relationship over and over again i mean it's like a hot poker right in his face every time i'm like good god like you know give him some relief um I'm almost glad Isabella and Naza broke up though, because I can't watch a Naza get treated like shit anymore.
2: Do we think that's final though? Yeah. No. because I
0: think mm. yeah, yeah, I think they're got but
2: you know they're getting back together. And I think it have, was yeah, you know. I
1: don't think they're gonna get back together, but it's definitely not the last we've seen of a Natsa. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I, just, I think I, that's gonna play into it, but I think their romantic relationship is probably. Mm that
2: that makes sense that makes sense um I do I was yelling at my screen when Isabel you know didn't tell the truth and was like you know just got very um kind of protective of herself which I think makes sense is you know uh, it's perfectly in character for Isabel, but I was like, "No,
0: Isabel, tell the truth,
2: please." Well, you
0: know, you have this wonderful woman. I think oh. we always. I think when the, when she never when she wouldn't tell Anaza about the alien stuff or be honest with her, I think that's kind of we knew that was going to be the death knell, right? Like that, if she can't be open with her, then she can't she can't actually be in love with her that or 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 in love with her completely if she doesn't trust her enough to tell her this now again we've talked about it last time it's hard to trust it is hard to trust someone who you know she is a reporter this is her job this is you know it's hard to get that past that point but I mean they were doomed from the start if she wasn't going to tell her
1: I think that if Anatsa had any other job then Isabel probably would have told her but from what we've seen of Anatsa and the way that she kind of, you know, is like a dog with a bone, like she sees something and she wants to find out everything, which is as her job, you know, she wants to find out everything and dig everything up and, you know, nothing should be hidden from the public blah, 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 blah. I understand Isabel's hesitation. And frankly, I'm surprised that we haven't had Max being Max about it and telling her, absolutely not. You can't tell her. So, Quickly back
2: to that scene, like the breakup scene, I guess. I do, you know, I kind of like that Anasa brought Kyle up, you know, to, to Isabel's face.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, is this about Kyle? And
1: because I think it's I, a the question. Isabel,
2: yeah, and I don't think Isabel's kind of really accepted her feelings for Kyle yet or whatever. I think we'll have a scene for that. And, um, but it's pretty clear that she likes kyle
0: that way you know i you right so i don't um, think i don't know that it's clear i think here's the thing i think isabel this is why isabel and kyle would have been so good from without introducing a knots and doing all this is that it took her a very long time to learn to trust another man and to get to that point point. and they started it in such a great way they became look at their progression probably one of the best character like relationship progressions ever right like you know he hated her in the beginning but still had to help her over and over again and they developed what is a very very strong friendship so i don't know that she has realized yet that it's but that it's more you know what i mean we're at that part of the you know that fanfic or the book yeah yeah no, no i i totally where she's agree. realized it yet and i love that because she's about to like at any yeah. point something's gonna send her of the edge and she's gonna realize but it but i love where how they got there the ananza part is is the annoying part but i do i do love exactly how they've gotten to this point right now
2: yeah i i totally agree i just feel like the show has made it so clear by now that it's you know it's um it was nice from a viewer's point of view to have someone say to their face you know because i think that's the moment that's what's going to send
0: her over the edge right it's like it's that part of the book, right? Where Anatsa bringing it up is the reason she's going to start thinking about it. Maybe when she's, give her just a little bit, what, five minutes to get over Anatsa because it's Roswell. And then she'll remember that and it will become a thing. So that's exciting.
1: Well, and to be fair to Anatsa, she doesn't have context for Kyle and Isabel's relationship because she doesn't know everything. So if you're looking at it from the outside and they're just, you know, supposed to be close friends who spend all their time together and clearly have secrets that you are not allowed in on like can you blame her agreed
0: and it is hard for people to because because tv shows don't ever let there be you know or very often let there be a a female and a male character remain friends without becoming something else you know what i mean so it kind of makes sense that she brought it up or whatever because that's what it is but Just let Kyle and Isabel just, you know, when they kiss for the first time, it's going to be phenomenal and I can't wait. All right. So, you know, I've got Maria and Dallas who I feel kind of shoehorned them in at the end, but I did very much enjoy their scene about the adrenaline. So Maria is sort of desperate She's hiding her, her issues and not being able to use her powers from everyone. I still don't know why. I mean, I, she, they did kind of explain why. She doesn't want Liz to sort of freak out and focus on her, you know, intentionally. Um, but the adrenaline coming back was not something I expected. Um, why they had her just shoot herself with adrenaline in the middle of the bar. I don't know. I don't know why that was smart. But you can see that that's how desperate she is. So it's it's, you know, we've reached that point but I love Dallas being the one to be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's nice.
1: I feel like Dallas has become the life coach for every other character on this show. Like, which I understand is part of his personality.
0: And I, I want—I don't want to overstep any bounds here because I don't know, you know, but Maria talked at one point about the way when she was growing up and not being around a lot of other black people because of where they lived, right? I wonder if that is sort of, comforting in a way right like to have someone who she can sort of relate to in that way that she hasn't really been able to relate to other people I always think back to that conversation she has with Liz about how you know growing up she felt different from everyone so I don't you know and I don't know if it's something they would ever bring up or if it, you know we're not even supposed to really think about that but it's got to be somewhat comforting I would imagine to finally have someone um a, you know another black person in your town to sort of to to that you can turn to who is a good guy and comforting and that's why I don't really care about I don't know if it's going to turn into a romantic relationship I don't really care I mean it's whatever we don't have a lot of time but I do at the very minimum appreciate their friendship
2: I think that break chemistry with each other uh, whether it becomes romantic or not doesn't I don't I don't really care like I said um it was a great scene I think because every time that Maria has some I think character defining moment I guess or something that she is able to show a bit more like character death and you know kind of anything else rather than the fun friend that she has been for you know the whole show i think it's it's interesting and i always wish we got you know we got more we got, you know and it's always kind of frustrating as well at the same time because you have this all of these other plot points going on and she doesn't really have much time to kind of shine through i guess but um i think they were great scenes and i hope we like the show is going somewhere with this you know that the fact that she doesn't have her vision and she doesn't seem to be getting it back you know it doesn't seem like she's able to um find a way to actually get those visions even if she tries to induce them um i hope that's going somewhere i think i hope that matters in some some way you know uh whether it's with you know um then you try it or with Jones or with um I don't know. I I think next episode she's uh she's gonna be with her mom because her um mom is missing again. Um kind of plot point that
0: you could have missed if you, <laughs> if you weren't paying attention, I guess. But um oh I did miss it until I read someone's recap. I didn't even <laughs> I read a recap yeah, on my missing again. And I, I was like, "Oh, okay, missed that entirely." There's just always so much, you know, going on here and there. There's always something that I miss constantly. Yeah,
2: I'm kind of, I'm kind of afraid just from reading, um, kind of summaries and stuff that her mom is going to die next episode. Spoiler, I guess. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I kind of, I think the official summary says something like Maria suffers like a great loss or something like that. So I'm like.
0: That'd be really sad. Her mom is missing. I know that'd be really, really sad. I I hope that's not the case. Um, you know, it, but with the show ending, it kind of, I don't know, it would almost make sense, I guess. I don't know. You know, it depends on on what the purpose is of it, but, um, I'm just, I'm excited. I want Marie to, I want to move forward with this whole like losing her powers thing I'm ready to see what else I'm I'm ready to see what that means for Maria you know and what we're going to do
1: with it so I'm excited yeah I think I'd love a scene with her kind of talking to the aliens kind of fearing that like she doesn't have her powers anymore so she's not one of them and she's not useful anymore um and of course them reassuring her that that's not the case I do think that she'll get her visions back by the end of the season. Oh, I think she's going to get them
0: back plus some. I think it's going to be something really intense.
1: I I do love that we're finally, you know, Maria's kind of finally getting her flowers. You know? yeah. Only took four years.
2: (laughs) I just remember that she's also part of another plot point, which is the bank thing. Oh, yeah. Because her her grandmother was the one who had the safe, how you call how do you call that? Safety deposit box. Safety deposit box. Um it's just like, oh my god, I was not paying attention.
1: I, like, I
0: I'm so confused by the bank part of this. I think it's because I tend to focus on characters and like what they're saying to one another more than i do plot points right like i just wait for you guys to tell me what the plot points are like you know i'll just wait until we get here and then they'll explain to me why that's important but i do think man in a perfect world this season will wrap up every fucking thing we've ever had issues right (laughs) that's that's the goal it's not going to but you know i'm glad that i'm glad that they had her tangentially related in some way you know because it's got to come together I would imagine at the end
2: yeah I think as a side note I wonder if the fact that I'm not paying that much attention to the plot is because the plot part of the episode is mostly where
0: Max is So I'm like I don't exactly know. I don't care I know that there's aliens who are fucking shit up that's yeah. all that really matters at this point until we have any other discovery that's all I really care about so the last part of the, the outline that I made was really just sort of a roundup of all the random stuff that didn't fit anywhere else because that's kind of, there's just little things here and there. Um, we talked about Shivani, but I am, I'm interested to see. It's just so, such a weird plot point. First of all, her just knowing about aliens and bringing that up to Liz. But then that, that and I don't know how to say their username, Crickety? bringing up at the end that sort of weird scene where she's staring at the photo of her wife and their daughter with party really of the party five theme huh yeah phot- it was just yeah <laughs> exactly it was like a weird emotional like i cannot tell if she's a good guy or a bad guy and i know that that's sort of the point of roswell right like you know they enter they they uh, uh, introduce these characters i'm not quite sure where they fit in but it seems like once again, Roswell wants me to get really emotionally invested in this whole other relationship. And I'm like, I don't even, I haven't even met any of these people. I don't know. Like yeah that, it was the, the song was like long and drawn out, and yeah. it was a really sad theme song or song. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't know. I haven't met them yet. I don't know anything about them.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, why should I care? You know, I why? You know. Um, you're trying to make me care about these character as characters as much as I care about. The main characters that I, I just don't you know um it's like Eduardo as well I was like
0: why is he there well I mean who had Eduardo being like being one of the abducted ones on their season four bingo card I didn't I wasn't even convinced that he was going to come back and all of a sudden it took me guys when it when they showed his face with Tesco or whatever I it took me a solid 10 seconds to realize that that was Eduardo i was like who's this random man because my attention has not been on him for so long right he hasn't been even he's sort of popped up here and there but he hasn't been important but now he's just like he's been abducted like alex why is he is he just as important as alex that's weird
2: i think i think the point is mainly that he's you know the boss of of deep sky like i would think the point is that he's part of deep sky and and alex and just it's kind of a plus that is related to kyle well, i don't i don't think kyle is that important to the to the aliens but you know it, it's kind of a plus just that alex is michael's You're sort of more connected and, right you know
0: yeah i guess it gives well, more I would assume if oh sorry. No, no no i was gonna say i guess it makes sense if if the whole point is that they're gonna go rescue these people that there's sort of more of an emotional connection right that that kyle is related to him and all that i mean that makes sense
1: my thought was if they—they're both in theor- theoretically. If they're both being held in the same place, at least this time it gives Alex like somebody to talk to, like some, like in those scenes that he can bounce off of, you know. So hopefully, we'll get more than just Tim, you know, arguing with with his abductor and trying to beat them with his leg. Although I would have appreciated being able to see that. So maybe we'll get another chance.
0: Um, lastly jones is gone or whatever you know it, we saw in the preview for the next episode i guess spoiler alert i don't know you know that they, they've they got him aliens the new aliens have got him or whatever obviously um i'm not quite sure what the end goal is i'm assuming they're trying to get him back i'm trying to, to raise the dead i don't know um i wish more than any fucking thing on this earth that it would happen that jones would come back you know but we've also maybe have beat that you know beat that horse that's a weird phrase i don't know i think i fucked that up but we think that may be over you know i don't know if there would be really a point to bringing him back i think that's just wishful thinking on my part but it is interesting that that is you know something that they're
1: bringing up now i think i'll admit when when we had that scene at the very end i was like, I was like yes. yes right like just I the mean, possibility I'm, I'm of maybe having jones back is amazing
2: yeah yeah me too i was like yes is gone, they have him. Um, but um, I know last episode I think I talked about um, the Ophiuchus line um, that Clyde mentions, um, and the fact that maybe they're trying to resurrect Noah, maybe now they're trying to resurrect Jones. So I think one of the you know, I think the big climax of the season will be them trying to resurrect both
0: one of them i don't know if you don't understand how much i want noah to come back right at just the end
2: one scene you know they can one scene. Him, they can kill him right after it's fine just sure absolutely
0: he's horrible kill him but just come back.
2: <laughs> i just, amazing i think you know. know i think that the big point of the season will be them either just managing to resurrect them and then like them getting killed right after or. um them getting almost to the point that they can can resurrect them and then not not being able to. I think
0: I'm always wrong anyway. So I'm always wrong. You're more right than I am usually. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up, we actually already discussed this a little bit, but I did want to bring up the the person on Instagram who initially brought up the out of character Liz and Michael, the HDS thirty or whatever. Because I think that that is, I read that question before I watched the episode, and someone else you know came to me and they were like, oh, you know, if you haven't watched the episode, it was really disappointing. Liz and Michael were sort of out of character. And I'm interested in whether or not that is going to be a running because I think Liz has been out of character the whole season. So I'm kind of excited that maybe that is you know leading to somewhere that that's really, you know, the Michael thing, I think was just weird writing. I think it's the writers not understanding Michael just like always. It's just how it always is. But I'm, I'm, I I'm, think that the Liz, the Liz part of it is going to be a running theme throughout the entire season. I think, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to, people are going to be able to rely on Liz to fix everything like they're used to. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to sort of fix their own issues.
2: Yeah, but- I think and I hope that Liz is kind of, you know, it's kind of part of the point um, that, you know, what she's doing is not working and the Michael thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's just the writers every once in a while, every season just kind of, kind of reset their Give Michael us a weird,
0: characters. a weird one, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Favorite part of the episode. Can I say I
2: don't have one? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say... Um, I'll say the bit um with Michael and Dallas when they playing. I don't want. I don't know what the game is called.
0: I didn't even remember, realize they were playing a game, so it's fine. They played. The, oh, they were playing pool. Yeah, playing pool. pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I oh, you was know, like, something different than pool, and I was like, wait, were they playing something specific? <laughs> yeah, they were just playing pool. No,
2: that yeah,
0: that part. Do they not have a pool um, in Italy? Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, wait. They, no, they do. They do. I just don't know what it's
0: called in English. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, wait, that can't be right. Okay. Got it.
1: Uh, For me, I'm probably going to say the Maria and Dallas scenes, particularly the one at the pony. I really liked that. I liked having Maria, having somebody else to confide in and connect to. And um, yeah, I just thought they were really great scenes.
0: Um, I'm gonna say as much as it's cringy and weird I still the whole double date because I think it was just so like I don't know it was almost like slapstick and also really painful and also kind of funny I don't know it was very strange I think it was the like uncomfortable thick kind of moment that we needed so I'm going to say that, you know, as maybe not my favorite, but I think an integral part of the episode that I'm glad happened, you know, to move it forward, so. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this recap. Uh, We still got a long season to go. You're going to get a lot more of us. Hopefully, we're going to unravel some mysteries, but you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, at Queer Alien Blast, and let us know your thoughts on next week's episode. Thank you.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you.